This conference will now be recorded. Hi everybody, welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. This is the weekly weather for December 18th to the 25th of December. Uh, happy Hanukkah, uh, happy almost solstice, happy Chris, Merry Christmas, coming right around the corner. So we're at the end of the year, we're ready to roll. All sorts of excitement in the heavens above this week. Uh, and it's an interesting week. Uh, some weeks are a little more intense than others. This one promises to be pretty intense for a couple of reasons. We still have five planets out of bounds, uh, and so that makes for an out-of-bounds extravaganza uh, where we are really like going, wow, everything's really out of bounds. Mercury, Venus, Mars, uh, Pallas Athena, and Lilith. So the energy's intense and focused. And remember, out-of-bounds planets fly free of restrictions, restraints, home runs, everybody cheers and yells, line drive into the stands, ooh, it hit that guy in the head, blood and guts, that kind of week. Um, and we have a lot of activity with the eclipses, so that things that surface started on the eclipses really take place this week, work with them, and we have new seasons for the sun, Jupiter, and Ceres. Right? So that's a big deal, because the three of them are all changing signs into new seasons, and they're all aspecting, aspecting, ingressing in on world points, of course, because they're entering a new season. Ceres is entering the season of Libra, fall. Jupiter is entering the season of spring, Aries. And the sun is entering the season of winter. Capricorn. So a lot going on above us and intense. It's just intense. Some some weeks are like that and I try and <laughs> try and say what's going on. So as I was prepping for today I'm like, eh, ooh, ah, ah. So it's all those noises because sometimes noises work better than words. So let me turn on my pointer here and get us into the week. All right, pointer options, my little laser pointer. All right, off we go. All right, so first, we're really dealing, we're finishing up that out-of-bounds extravaganza we've been working with. So this week, Mercury is going to come in bounds on December 22nd. Venus is going to come in bounds on the 24th, so that will be helpful. We still have a little more time with Mars. He doesn't come in bounds until May 5th. Yes, I know that feels like a really long time, but remember, he's retrograde, and he's hanging out there in Gemini just causing all sorts of stuff. Pallas Athena comes in bounds in February, uh, and she's our strategic visionary girl. And then of Lilith, of course, who does not like to be told what to do. So she does not come in bounds until March 13th. So we're still working with that Art of Bounds extravaganza. But this week, two planets come back in. Mercury, Zoom, Venus, Zoom. So that will make it feel a little less wild and crazy. But before they come back in, we got three or four days to go before we get to December 22nd and it's going to be wild. All right, so first up, today we have Mars forming a sesquiquadrate to the Moon in Pluto, which we talked about last week. Now, sesquiquadrates are technically hammers of Thor, uh, and when there's two of them, with Mars as the swinging end of the hammer, we know that there's, an, there's, there's stuff to pay, things coming due, problems being resolved, action being taken, so with Mars and the sesquiquadrate to Pluto, uh, he is a, a planet of war, and the two of them normally get along, but today they're having an argument. 
and it also is a sesquiquadrate to Libra. Now, remember that degree of Venus, that degree of Libra, that little 27. That's where the Sun and Venus met up on October 22nd. So Mars is triggering that as he as is Pluto, because Pluto is squaring that. So the Moon is back activating that point, and that also is the point from November of 82. So the 82-83 babies have had a particularly tough patch of this, uh, because their charts have been getting woken up by the Pluto square to them that took place at 27-28 all in the last couple years. But this is kind of the culmination. So you 82-83 folks that have been going, oh my god, almost over, almost over. But for the rest of us, with the Mars and Gemini there, it's asking us to revise, revisit, look at stories from earlier in the year. In, in you know, Mars went into, his, into Gemini in August. He went into his retrograde shadow September 3rd. And now he's backing up, going over those points again, squaring, sesquiquadrating Pluto, swinging the hammer. But this time he's got some emotions involved because he has that moon in Libra. So there's an interesting energy there with that moon in Libra and how it works. Next up, we have the Saturn contraparallel the nodes. Now this one is a very big one. And I remember a few years back on Boxing Day when the tsunami was happening in, uh, in happened in Indonesia. And I remember looking at the aspects that week. And at that point, I was writing a column for the Cosmic Path. And I looked at that, and I went, wow, this is really harsh. These are really hard aspects. And it involved not only aspects in the heavens, which are the ones we usually talk about, but aspects by declination, too. And declination is how the planets move above and below the equator. So they're, when they're at the same degree, they kind of are like in a little, like beads and, you know, like when you shoot, when you play pool and you hit the balls and go bing, 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 right, that kind of thing. Or if they're on opposite sides of the equator, that's called contraparallel. So Saturn, of course, is our planet of karma. And he is having an aspect with the nodes of fate. He's going to parallel them and contraparallel them on the 19th. And then he goes a little bit further and he also has Uranus comes to aspect the nodes of fate. So we're going to look at that in a little more depth. So this is what a um, this is what a declination table looks like here. Let me just get my thing so I can make it move a little bit. There we go. Alright, so here we can see uh, we go over here. So this is your regular grid that you're used to looking at. It's very straightforward. Everybody knows it. You're very familiar. But we take Saturn and we go all the way over here and we see this little symbol here, right? And the one looks like the equal sign and the one looks like the not equal sign. And so we watch what they're doing, right? So we see Saturn here and this is applying. So this is the day it's exact. It's conjunct on that day contraparallel and parallel the nodes. It also is Uranus here in the same situation. And notice he is a, I need to put my glasses on, I'm getting, getting a little old, even though it's a big computer screen, can't read it. He is a 31. So he's applying with 31 degrees, 31 minutes. And the Saturn though is exact. And he is contraparallel the north node 
which means he's parallel the south node. So this is the equivalent of Saturn dropping into the south node. When you know, when you have that transit, when Saturn goes over, you go back and look at your transits, or look at anybody's transits, when Saturn goes over the south node, it's a big friggin' deal. Because there's a karma that's shifting and changing and turns into something else. Right behind it, <clears throat> Uranus here goes across those. And Uranus is also diving into the north node. He's conjunct the north node, because parallel is conjunct. And he's contraparallel opposite the south node. Remember, the two of them have been in... Um, the Uranus and Saturn have been dancing together for the last year and a half, asking us to make choices and change our habits. And Uranus right now is on a world point at 15 of Taurus, which means it's a very big deal when planets are on a world point. They call attention to themselves. They go, I am here to make a grand entrance. And Uranus has been dancing with that node, you know, a lot, all, all fall, which is why there have been so many crazy things happening in your life, around your friends, you know, people finding out they have cancer and dying in two days, um, people finding out they have, you know, they had a different father. I mean, it's just been, I mean, I can't tell you the number of reveals that have happened in my practice, you know, people calling and going, oh my God, like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, it's Uranus, baby. And it's changing how we think about things, and Saturn is restructuring our reality. So as you see Saturn here going into the south node of releasing and letting go, even though he's in Aquarius, he's going to feel like he's Saturn in Scorpio. And you can see Uranus going into the north node, parallel the north node, joining up with the north node, saying, go this way, change things, go this way, change things. So even though Saturn and Uranus chatted all fall, and last year three times gave us a hard time encouraging us to change, um, we might not have. You know, we're creatures of habit. We like our habits. So, <laughs> Monday, big friggin' deal when these puppies hit. And I remember looking at it at Boxing Day, uh, looking at the week, and going, wow, whatever's going to happen on the 26th is really big. And that was when that tsunami happened with um, well, a few hundred thousand people washed away. So, the other thing that happens on Monday is there's a quintile pileup. Now, quintiles are interesting little critters, and they are uh, what are called uh, fifth harmonics. So you divide the 360-degree circle by five, and a quintile is a degree of 72, or a biquintile is a degree of 144. So you can see there's quintiles here, the Qs, and then you can see the biquintiles here, which are the 144s. Now, if you add up 72 or you add up 144, it adds up to a nine. It's a karma number. So whenever we see quintiles in chart, it's usually a gift that the person receives that is very encouraging for them. Or it's a, a set of talents. It's a set of, okay, this is a talent. This is something you've earned from previous work you've done. And it's a good thing. So this is a very complicated quintile pileup. And usually there's just one. And in this particular time, there's two sets of quintile pileups. There's one early in the morning with the moon uh, setting it off, and then Mercury goes in and he sets it off. So I put the two of them together. So the one in the, the, one in the morning uh, is, the, um, 
is the one with uh, the one with the moon, and then at 5:29 is the one where Mercury comes and he perfects the quintile. So there are funky little weird, <laughs> funky little weird aspects, but generally they're good. Now when I looked at this configuration, I'm like, hmm, I don't think it has a name. But when you look at it, it looks like a bucket, doesn't it? It's got this little bottom here, and then it's got a biquintile there, and it's got biquintiles between these two. So I have never heard of this, you know, I don't know what this is called, but it looks good. And so it's going to happen 9 in the morning, and then again at 5.30ish. 9 in the morning with the moon here in Scorpio in it, and then later in the day it'll be Mercury, uh, Jupiter, and uh, Mars. Of course, Jupiter's six minutes away from going into Aries, ending his 12-year journey. In you know, 12-year journey, he's going to start a new one in a day or two. <laughs> and then, of course, we have the Mars out of bounds. We have the Mercury out of bounds. They're still out of bounds. They haven't come in yet, right? They don't come in until later this week. Well, Mars doesn't come in until really late. And then the Moon is in the Via Combusta, the path of fire. And he is answering to the out-of-bounds moon. He reports to the Mars. So, interesting energy. Mercury reports to uh, Mars, and Gemini also reports to the Mercury. And Mercury reports to Saturn, who is having a contraparallel onto the south node. Going to be a really interesting day Monday. I mean, I don't know what's happening, but it's a big deal. Big, big, big deal. And uh, it'll be a big deal in your life. It'll resolve the stories that have been wait that you've been waiting for, where you're going to look at them and go, "Wow, okay, that that's what happened. That's what happened. Okay, got it, got it." And remember, we have four, three planets this week changing signs and starting new seasons. So they're kind of like, "I'm out of here. I don't want to. I don't want to play anymore. I'm gone." And we have this big thing as they walk out the door. So interesting week. See what I mean? I was like, I have no idea how to even talk about it. But I'm going to take you through it. We're going to look at it together. And then you guys live it. And then, you know, report in. <laughs> and just go, oh, that was the Quinta. Oh, that was the Saturn on this. You know, just, it's that kind of week. And you really, weeks like this, you go step by step by step through them. Because there isn't, uh, you know, it's the overarching energy is do it, in, do it one at a time. Because if you try and take it all at once you'll be overwhelmed. Next up, Ceres enters Libra. There we go. There's our girl. She's leaving Virgo where she's been hanging out. She's going into Libra. She loves Libra. She likes to partner. She likes to make it pretty. Think of Mother Nature in all her glory. Think of sunsets. Think of spring. Think of fall. Think of forests. Think of beauty of nature, the sea, the ocean. Ceres is Mother Earth. So as she enters Libra, she says, I have been working really hard in Virgo, man. I have been cleaning up messes. I have been working on stuff. In my case, i got to finish cleaning up this apartment. I've been unpacking. But she's, she's looking to unpack and release and relate and let everything go forward. So as she enters Libra, which she did today, um, there's a lot of energy. So I put the ones for tomorrow ahead. Uh, you know, so we're back to Sunday again. But, um, because that was the part I really wanted to explain. Uh, so as Ceres enters Libra, we enter into this nice journey with her of, okay, let's make it pretty, let's make it beautiful, let's really work on our relationship skills. Remember, she is, Venus is out of bounds, and Capricorn is her boss, 
So the two of them are really working together and trying to collaborate. But remember, she's also on a world point. Planets on a world point demand attention. She's on the world point of the fall, Libra, law, justice, the rule. And I like to think of Ceres. You know, I live in New York, and we have that wonderful Statue of Liberty there, standing at the front. And people like to make her be, they like to make her be justice. But I kind of like her being Ceres, where you know, give me your huddled masses yearning to be free. Come on, come on over. We'll take care of you. And and that's. You know, when I see that Statue of Liberty, I always cry. Although I remember the first time I saw her, and, and she was green. <laughs> For some reason, I didn't know she was... I'm like, she's green? And as a little kid, you know, the only person that was green was the Wicked Witch of the West. So I was a little nonplussed that the Statue of Liberty was green. But what are you going to do? It was copper. She turned green. Um, but she's Libra. You know, she's got that graciousness to her. So as she enters Libra, she says, I'm entering a period of graciousness. I'm also entering a period of time. And, of course, we have the immigration law expiring, uh, the one that was put in place for COVID. That's expiring this week. And so the huddled masses yearning to be free are going to be knocking on our door and saying, hey, I'm a huddled mass. Come on in. I want to come in. Next up, we have Jupiter entering Aries. Now, remember, Jupiter has been in uh, running a sign, running a sign, running a sign. So when he enters a new sign, enters zero Aries, he essentially is starting a new 12-year journey. Last May, he entered Aries just for a little smidgen to give us a sneak peek, and then he went retrograde back into, um, Pis- uh, back into Pisces, where he's been. And now he is finished with Pisces, which is one of his favorite signs. And he is now going into Aries, and he is buckle up buttercup. Jupiter and Aries is stand up straight, attention, you know, it's kind of no slouching. You know, Pisces, you can slouch a little and look a little unkempt. Jupiter and Aries is like, look neat, sit up straight, don't look like a slob, right? Not that we're saying Pisces are slobs, but... Having moon in Pisces, I do spill a lot of food on my flirt. Um, they often, Pisces often have spots on their clothes. It's just kind of a phenomenon. Um, but now he's in Aries. He's like, okay, let's get this together. Let's organize this. And he goes into Aries, which is very cool. So he's ready to roll, and he's starting a new 12-year journey. You got a sneak peek last May, and now he's like, I'm on. Game on. Let's go. Now, he still is working with Mars retrograde, so Mars is not ready yet. So he's going to be like, Mars, I thought you, didn't I tell you we were going into Aries? He, Mars is like, I know, but I got all this stuff I'm cleaning up. They're just, ugh, people, people. I can't, you know, I can't, I'll be there January 12th. We'll go direct January 12th. So Jupiter's going direct now, but Mars does not go direct until January 12th, in which case he goes, okay, now I'm ready. Jupiter. It's kind of like when you're loading up the car. I know when you were a little kid, we was we would go on road trips. My father would load the car, and my mother was always doing something. And he'd be like, Donna! And she'd be like, I'm coming, I'm coming. And we would all be in the car, you know, strapped in our seatbelts, ready to roll. And my mother, my father would be like, my father was an Aries, Donna! My mother was a Leo. I'm coming, Mark! <laughs> so kind of imagine Mercury, Mer- Mars and Jupiter having that kind of con- So Jupiter's ready. But Mars is not in the car yet. Mars will get in the car January 12th. But Jupiter's loaded the car. The kids are in the car. It's time to go. That's the energy for Jupiter. So he's going to be a little impatient because Mars is dawdling. Even though Mars has important things to do. uh, Because that's what Mars does. 
Next up, the sun enters Capricorn. Now again, remember Mars in Aries is springtime. When, the, when Jupiter goes above the equator, he enters Aries by tropical zodiac, and he initiates spring, a new 12-year cycle. Sun enters Capricorn this week, and he enters Capricorn. There he is, our little sun enters Capricorn, uh, and he's in zero cap. So he is initiating a story, and he is saying, okay, we're doing winter now. We are done with fall. We are now officially in winter. Let's rock and roll. And he left behind, because he's been in Sag, he left behind Sag, which was his ruler, to go into uh, Aries. But notice Jupiter switched out already the day before, so Jupiter's already in, in Aries. So Jupiter's like, come on, come on, let's go. And Aries is, and the sun just shifted into Capricorn, leaving behind Sagittarius, which answers to Jupiter in Pisces. And now the sun is in Saturn's sign, so he's going to be answering to Saturn up here at 21 Capricorn, so or 21 Aquarius. So the sun shifts too. So you're going to feel a huge shift. Sun and Sag has been a little scattered, a little all over the place. Do, 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 candles running around. You know, think of your Sag friends. They're always like a million and one things doing stuff. Now he's into, he's into Capricorn. Again, military. Sit up straight. New season starting. Stop it fooling around. Okay, okay. You know, and Jupiter was Pisces. New, slow, a little pod, a little drinking, a little partying. Hey, I want some bread. I want, in my case, I want some carbohydrates. Uh, Straight up, up straight, Jupiter. So the two of them changing, major shift. Plus, Ceres changed. Ceres changed. She got out of Virgo where she was worried about stuff, and she's all ready to roll. She's in Libra now, answering to Venus in Capricorn, a serious-minded ruler. When she was in Virgo, she was answering to Mercury in Capricorn, a serious-minded ruler. So not a huge change in her, but a different focus around balance and beauty. This is the one that's going to be fun. Because when the sun goes into Capricorn, he is going to square Jupiter. And he is going to square uh, opposed Ceres, right? So here we have the sun in Capricorn. He is uh, squaring Jupiter right there. And then the sun is also squaring Ceres. Ceres is part of a T-square. Ceres is opposite the Jupiter. And it's getting a square from the sun. So T-squares are mighty, powerful energies, and that's all happening Wednesday when the sun hits. Now, they're all shifting, so between the shift in energy and the initiating energy, and then the square, which is action-oriented, we are rocking and rolling. This is not a quiet week before Christmas, trust me. It's going to be a little wild. Now, let's just add into the party Uranus, all right? Uranus is also on a world point. Remember the beginning where I did Saturn with the node of fate and Uranus with the node of fate? Well, look at the little Uranus up here. He's forming a friggin' hammer of Thor with the sun and with Ceres. He's the handle. He's in Uranus, he's in Taurus. He's answering to that out-of-bounds Venus. He forms this little fast-moving energy and we have this nice T-square here with the Sun and Jupiter in Ceres. And then we have Uranus coming in and swinging a baseball bat at the Sun and at Ceres. And he's looking and he's saying, this is the story. 
this is what's going to happen. So, interesting week. Now again, put these planets in your chart. Where is 15 Taurus? Where is 0 Aries? Where is 0 Libra? Where is 0 Cap? Because that's where the action is this week. But that's towards the end of the week. That's on Wednesday, right? So, but a hammer of Thor with Uranus swinging the hammer with two planets that are brand new in the signs. It's kind of like if you used to watch Quantum Leap, you know, and he would land in a situation and he would look around and the train would be coming and people would be screaming and he'd be going, okay, my guy, I gotta figure out stuff. Is that kind of energy? Very fast responses, very quick changes, and of course, this whole thing is in service of having to change our habits. Uh, because, you know, everything, you know, the Saturn Uranus was saying change your habits. So, you know, and I've been talking to people this last week, a lot of people going, yeah, I'm doing a lot of sugar. Yeah, I'm doing a lot of, I'm doing a lot of pot. Yeah, I'm doing a lot of, you know, I just want to sleep all day. Yeah, I've been really kind of depressed. This is also a lot of people being sick, a lot of flu running around, early flu season, right? Hospital beds are full. Um, so it's a pretty intense energy. And we want to kind of watch this energy because the swinging of the Uranus bat, Uranus is a little, you know, he's a little rambunctious all by himself, but he's answering to an out-of-bounds Venus who's like, go ahead, hit him. Go ahead, hit him. If you remember the scene from Steel Magnolias when they were crying by the grave and she grabs uh, Shirley MacLaine and goes, hit her, just hit her. Go ahead and hit her. We all hate her. Hit her, hit her. And it was a very funny scene. It made you laugh. You know, it was the graveyard scene where, Olymp I think it was Olympia Dukakis grabbed Shirley MacLaine and threw her in front of Sally Field. It's that kind of energy. Because Venus is on the sidelines going, hit him, hit him, go ahead and hit him. So you want to <laughs> be a little conscious, a little cautious. These are pretty volatile energies. Of course, it's right by Christmas. And so our job is to work with this energy and figure out how to handle it. And I'm, I'm going to leave you on your own with that. I've described it. You know when the baseball bat's happening. You know when you're landing in the quantum leap thing and going, okay. And over on the side there, Venus is yelling, hit him, hit him harder, like Olympia Dukakis did. Uh, okay. <laughs> then last, the Chiron stations and turns direct, as if we didn't have enough going on this week. Chiron is in Aries. He's at 11, and he is stationing to go direct. He also is getting a... He got earlier in the week, which I did not include, he got, a, he got a sextile from Mars to Chiron, activating the wound and kind of helping you understand it on a different level. But also as he stops to go direct, we see it in a different way. We understand it in a different way. And of course, you know, I love, I love the aspects. You know, Chiron uh, was, was in Aries and Jupiter was in Gemini. And uh, Jay Leno, he had uh, caught on fire. They had an interview with him. Uh, where he was under the car, and he came out from under the car, he's on fire, and his friend grabbed him and put his head against his chest to put him out, and then he went to the hospital. When first he drove home to see his wife, and then she called an ambulance and made him go to the hospital. Um, but that's that energy. And then he talked about he didn't do any painkillers because he wanted to know when he started to feel better. I'm like, well, that's pretty big. I'm you know, not doing painkillers when you have your face burned up. But also the debriding, getting, you know, put in the oxygen chamber. That's that Chiron Mars. Be very careful around flames with this. Because flames can suddenly go out of control. No unattended candles. 
um, you know, just consciousness around fire, fire energies, things that flare up quickly because that's part of the energy when Chiron stations. Remember, it's a few days before, a few days after, so it's stationing as of Friday, which means the five days before, four days before, while this other hoo-ha is going on, is going to be also waking up and activating that Chironic energy in your chart. Interesting week, as we say. All right, so that's the week ahead. And uh, I'm, I'm really curious how it's going to show up, frankly, because it's, you know, there's sometimes when, you know, I do the weekly weather, it's like, okay, bad about that, you know, it's like done. But this one, I really, I, I was pondering how to talk about it um, because the energy is so uh, intense, but also it's got, an, it's got a completion stage. We're ending 12 years of stuff. We're starting a whole new chapter. There's a visioning that's taking place as these energies shift. Now, with the Mars retrograde, we're still not taking action, but we're setting it up, right? And, you know, of course, comes to mind the January 6th hearings, you know, voting on uh, possible indictments. I guess it's fairly clear they're going to vote on indictments to refer for criminal prosecution to the Justice Department. So that's certainly, you know, never happened before in the history of our nation. Um, but I, these are really big, so I have no idea. I don't, I mean, I think that's a big deal, certainly, but um, these are bigger than that. So I don't know. We'll have to see what happens. So, uh, yeah, it'll be an interesting week. On that note, let's do our sheets. Okay, so the sun runs this week uh, from 27 Sag to to Capricorn. So all your planets between 27 and 2 will be activated by the Sun, forming some kind of aspect. As we talked about already, he dives, uh, he dives into uh, Capricorn and shifts and changes, and he reaches the bottom of the zodiac, down at the very bottom, not the bottom of the zodiac, bottom of Earth, and then he starts his climb. So as of the 21st, the days will be getting a minute longer. That's always fun. Then we have the longest night. Um, the Sun also has a parallel to Mercury. Uh, that happens right after he has that square with Saturn. So even though Mercury and Sun are partially apart, because they have a parallel, Mercury is shouting at the Sun, <laughs> saying, Hey, Sun, did you know that this happened? So there's a lot of information being revealed that perhaps is a little shocking because Mercury is shouting it across the living room. And the Sun also has that sesquiquadrate with Uranus that we saw. Uh, and so the, he has a sesquiquadrate with Uranus on the 22nd, which gets him thinking about new ways of doing things as he has this hard aspect also. And I didn't put that in this, this the thing, but it is an illuminating, eye-opening energy as the Sun forms that sesquiquadrate. Um, actually, I did put it in. Yeah, that was part of that weird, that was this, this weird configuration, sun quadrate. I did it more as the hammer, but yes, the sun quadrate. So that's a, that's a stressful energy. And then the sun having a square to series, making choices. Now, this is an excellent aspect for giving up habits, giving up things, um, changing your diet, changing how you nurture yourself, how you take care of yourself. So it's an excellent aspect. It's very powerful. So if you've been thinking, you know, I'm doing a little bit too much sugar, I need to clean up my diet, this is, this is the day. I know it's right before Christmas, but really potent energies. I remember when I was first learning astrology, and my astrology teacher goes, well, you never do New Year's resolutions on New Year's. 
And I was like, well, why not? He goes, well, pick a day when it'll actually stick. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's a good idea. And um, <laughs> I remember one Christmas I gave my father, he was a pipe smoker. I gave him, he had a little raggedy little bag of tobacco. Um, and I got him a new one for Christmas. And he gave up the smoking pipes for January 1st. So that was a seven-day Christmas, five-day, six-day Christmas present. So this is your New Year's resolution day. If you really want to do one, this is when you do it. Um, Mercury this week is running from 17 cap to 22 cap. She's going to end up on the world point. I, again, I didn't put this in on December 25th. Mercury is in Capricorn out of bounds opposite Pallas Athena out of bounds. So Christmas can be a little exciting, um, but there was a lot to cover, so I didn't include that. We also have Mercury sextiling Neptune this week on December 24th, which is make working your working on your dreams. And Mercury will be on a world point then, so important. Uh, good aspects for doing uh, wishes. There's also going to be a new moon webinar then, because there's a new moon coming when the moon's in Capricorn at the end of the week. Um, so that, you know, new moon has very powerful energy in it. So make sure to do a new moon ritual. And the new moon takes place on um, I am in I have the 2023 calendar. I don't need that one yet. Let me get this. The new moon is on uh, the 23rd, and that's at 5 in the morning. So we'll have the new moon ritual on Thursday night. Uh, yeah, Thursday night. So it's on the 23rd. Friday is the new moon um, in Capricorn. So that's a pretty potent new moon. Um, 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 okay, that's the energy with Mercury. But he is on the world point at the end of the week, which is commitments, ideas, moving forward. Venus this week, 10, Capricorn to 18. Um, she has a very flowing aspect on the 19th to pay attention to who you meet because she's in a sextile and a trine, so that's helpful. And then she goes into forming that biquintile little mess at the end of the week. She does that on December 24th on the new moon. Um, but that the one with the moon in Scorpio felt more important to me. So Venus is going to go in and she's going to form a biquintile to Mars and to Jupiter, similar to the one that the Moon formed and Mercury formed early in the week. Um, and that's going to be on the 24th. But she moves a little slower, so it's not as intense as the one we have on Monday. Uh, the eight, uh, Mars this week is sesquiquadrate Pluto, finishing up a Hammer of Thor from last week uh, when he sesquiquadrated Eris. And then... Um, he is going from 12 to 10. Remember, he's going backwards. And he has a square to Vesta on the 23rd. So that's about changing home energy. Uh, Jupiter this week enters into Aries, as we talked about. He also has an opposition to Ceres in Virgo, right before she shifts. That happened on the 18th today. Uh, so that was, a, that was just more of a seeing things. You know, did you start doing your Christmas cooking? I made a nice soup. Um, you know, it's that kind of energy of... What I made a Christmas list of what I'm going to cook for Christmas, that kind of thing. So Jupiter, as he enters that new sign, starts a new 12-year cycle. Think back in 12 years. What were you doing in 210? What were you doing in 98? What were you doing in 86? Uh, you know, you think that 12-year energy, 74, because now he's saying, okay, forward. Uh, Saturn this week, as I mentioned, the biggie is him parallel to his nodes. That's going to be on Monday. 
um, parallel parallel the south node, meaning he's going into that south node of Scorpio, and contra-parallel the north node in Taurus. Consequences for behaviors. Remember, Saturn is always about our consequences. Uranus has its sesquiquadrate to Ceres. That's part of that that little hammer that's forming in the heavens uh, with on the day of the day of the quintiles. So it's really interesting aspect. I'm like, I have no idea what this is, but it'll be interesting uh, with that T square. And then Neptune has a trine to Ceres out of bounds. Um, this is activating your dream from the 12th of April when you said, okay, this is my new path. And then Vesta doesn't do much. Um, Athena does have a square to uh, Eris that got us of discord, but that's on the 20th. That's kind of really more the repercussions of the stuff that happens on the 19th and the 20th. And as we mentioned, Ceres enters Libra on the 18th. And that's it for the aspects. Um, we have the moons this week. Uh, today the moon is in Scorpio, uh, which it was void. Uh, it went void at 11 at 5:53, 5:35 rather this afternoon, and went into Scorpio at 10:31. Its Hanukkah began at sundown today. Uh, it's in Scorpio Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. It goes void at 9.45 p.m. on the 20th, and the moon in Scorpio goes void with a sextile to Pluto. And on the, on the 20th, Jupiter enters Aries bright and early in the morning. Then Sun enters Capricorn on the 21st while the moon is uh, void. Uh, moon goes into, well, the moon is void, and then the moon goes into Sagittarius at 2.12 a.m., in the morning on Wednesday the 21st, and the sun enters Capricorn later that day at 4.46, 4.48 p.m., uh, and then the moon's in Sag Wednesday, Thursday, and it goes void at 3.16 p.m. on the 22nd, and then it enters uh, Capricorn at 2.49 a.m. on the 23rd, with a new moon at 5.17 a.m. on the 23rd, and then it is in Capricorn for Christmas. Uh, moon is in Capricorn the 23rd, the 24th. It goes void Christmas Eve at 10:11 p.m. with a conjunction to Pluto. And then the 25th, the moon enters Aquarius at 2:14 on Christmas Day, and it will be void at 1:19 on the 26th, which is when Hanukkah ends, Kwanzaa begins, Boxing Day happens. And the moon goes void in Aquarius with a conjunction to Saturn. So they're pretty permanent moons, right? The moon, uh, you know, a sextile to Pluto, a conjunction to Pluto, uh, a, the Sag moon goes void with a square to Neptune, um, a little over the top, and then a conjunction to Saturn. So the moons are harsh, sure, emotionally, this week. Sorry, it's going to be a hard week. All right. Some weeks are better than others. That's the way we look at it. It's all transits. Um, so Monday has a very intense day. Lots and lots. It's a very intense, very intense ID day. Intense day. Um, the Tuesday, the 20th, is moderately intense. Moon is pretty active. Uh, and there's some emotional processing. Over the top on Wednesday, because that big old T-square forms on the 21st. And then the 22nd is reasonably nice. There's a lot of good energy. Super, super busy on the 24th, Christmas Eve. Not bad, but just busy, busy. So really the intense parts at the beginning of the week. 
but it's not emotionally intense. It's event, event intense, and then everybody will be processing. Um, and then we also, you know, Christmas Day actually has nice aspects. Moon is sextile Jupiter, and uh, Moon is trying Mars, because it's in Aquarius, and Aquarius is community. So I'm um, wishing you a wonderful Christmas. Um, may it be merry and bright. Uh, and hopefully you'll, we'll all get through this week and meet up next week uh, and see what happens. So happy Hanukkah, happy solstice, Merry Christmas. Um, Ann Ortley signing off from the turquoise desk here in Florida. Um, we'll be announcing some new things next, next podcast, or actually once Mars goes direct. Um, for events to plan for next year. And if you want, there's still room on the cruise, the Odyssey of the Seas, January 22nd to the 28th. Call Hildy to book your tour. Sign on my website. Put the $200 in for the being a member or a part of it or whatever. Um, and we will eat together. We will sing together. We will dance together. We will have a lovely time. And Mars will be going direct. Um, we also have a couple of stars. This makes a great inexpensive gift, although a couple people wrote and asked could we do uh, year subscriptions where people could sign up and pay for a whole year. I'm like, well, yeah, I guess we could. So we're checking that out. Of course, everything's last minute these days because I'm unpacking. <laughs> a Virgo that's unorganized is not a pretty thing. Um, so at any rate, it's a good gift. People seem to love it. You get a podcast. Lately I've been getting into songs because there's just so many songs running around in the world that are inspiring the days, or the days are inspiring the songs, whatever. Uh, Pluto return for the United States. We're, we're living in it. And then uh, Neptune-Jupiter conjunction from April 12th. Think back to what you were working on then, because that energy is very, very active this week. What's the dreams for the next 13 years? Jupiter's changing signs. He's saying, come on, let's go work on that dream. Let's go, girl. Let's go, guy. Let's go work on that dream. So uh, kind of listen to Jupiter whispering in your ear, and hopefully, you know, you have a great week. Um, and uh, watch the world spin. And remember, it's going forward. It is transits. It'll be over. You'll be okay. Hang in there. Uh, but pretty intense. And, you know, when people say, is there something going on? Is Mercury retrograde or something? You know, just go, oh, yeah, the heavens are really wild right now. Because they are. And that's the way it is. I'm going to imitate Walter Cronkite. And that's the way it is.